This episode of The Clear Out was recorded on the 9th of January 2024 at home in Wicklow and it is an episode about turning 50 and reaching that particular milestone in one's life and taking stock um, and the the episode begins with just a spontaneous uh, assessment of how challenging the the world is at the moment um, and pitting that against you know reasons to be very mindful and conscious of one's more positive impulses um, you know gratitude and connection and love so I talk quite a bit about that and then the latter part of the episode I go back to childhood and a fictional character who may have had much more influence on me than I've ever really realised but it I did something the other day on social media that just set off this little internal reaction and I was like, oh, is is that why I am the way I am? <laughs> so, um, hey, listen, the uh, the clue is in the title of this week's episode. So uh, you'll know, you'll know where I'm going with this. Okay, I will see you around the corner. Cheers. Hi, my name is Dara Clear and you're listening to The Clear Out. You're very welcome. Thank you for choosing this episode to listen to. Uh, I really appreciate you selecting this over the very, very many others. The absolutely (laughs) saturated marketplace of podcasts. So if for some reason I found my way to your screen Uh, or your pod platform of choice and you went yep this is i can handle a bit of this i thank you so i'm trying to uh trying to front load front load what i'm doing with gratitude and there are there are many many reasons to be grateful um maybe that's maybe that's not so obvious maybe maybe that's not so obvious i think a lot of us a lot of us struggle to get there, to get to a place of real gratitude. Um, because I think if if you can, if, if that's something you can access in a really meaningful way, it's it's a source of of strength. It's something that can inform your resilience. Um, of course, it can inform your your broader sense of contentment or or happiness, of wellness, and uh, I think it's very connected to to perspective. And you know, let's not kid ourselves. The 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 world we find ourselves living in at this moment is um, it's pretty confronting. There's a lot of stuff to 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 upset one there's a lot of stuff to distress there's a lot of stuff to enrage and infuriate there's a lot of stuff just to simply you know i, I think um evoke feelings of absolute despair and hopelessness um <laughs> that's my pep talk hey good luck with the rest here life um and of course you know i'm thinking of i'm thinking of uh, Palestine, Gaza, Israel. I'm thinking of Ukraine. I'm thinking of, you know, different atrocities and acts of terrorism and fundamentalism and fanaticism. I'm thinking of the global warming crisis that keeps on rolling. I just read a headline saying that 2023 was the the hottest year ever by a significant margin. Um, I'm I'm terrible on on the science. That's just not where my my curiosity lies. I've got friends who are really passionate about this and go very deep. Um, 
you know, I, I do find myself often just thinking, is this just a larger uh, solar slash planetary cosmic cycle where the Earth is heating up? Um, are we still are we still doing terrible, terrible things to the planet? I mean, I know that sounds like an extraordinarily naive thing to say, um, and I'm not, I don't wish to sort of indict myself for my my the, you know the depths of my ignorance, but yeah I, I are we are, are we are we doing any better at all um it just seems that we're going to be swapping one set of problems for another um you know electric cars i'm told are part of the solution but then i'm also told but electric cars aren't really that efficient and they're not particularly efficient to make and they're not really going to be truly efficient and affordable for quite some time um and i think that that word affordable is one that probably um you know budges its way to the front of the queue when i think of you know a sustainable life you know what's what's affordable and it just seems to me that the the general trend over now like the really you know the last 15 16 17 years of you know of my life and of course this coincided with you know 10 years of living in australia and in melbourne one of the most expensive cities in the world and then coming back to an overheated uh, economy here in ireland um so affordability is you know it's, it's a it's a real existential question um and i just think god almighty like how as you know as countries as societies um as as, as governments uh, how how has this got so far out of control how are we getting it so wrong um and of course i speak <laughs> i speak from a position of of relative poverty um and again this is testament to my own background as a freelancer working in the arts working as a freelance teacher working in kind of low paying um sectors and you know i've I make no apologies for that. I do find myself at this stage in my life occasionally regretting <laughs> some of those choices. But mostly, I'm like, no, I, I knew what I wanted to do and I knew what I didn't want to do. Um, and so maybe for someone who's, you know, was chasing the money from a young age. And again, I'm not saying that in an accusatory sense. Like some people are just, no, you know, money is the answer. Um, it doesn't mean that they're especially materialistic or you know, maybe it's just purely pragmatism um i have a, a cousin who's a very successful uh, business person and you know i remember a conversation with him and where he was very clear that from a young age he was like you know i'm gonna get i'm, go, I'm going after money because money equals security and stability and um yeah he's he's in a very good position in his life now and uh you know i wish him i wish him nothing but good things but uh i didn't make those choices and i am not in you know by, by by any you know by any material measure i am not successful and i am broadly extremely comfortable with that um but <laughs> having just turned 50 Thank you very much. Thank you very much for the, the the birthday the birthday greetings. I don't I don't overstate um, the the love that was sent my way on social media. Inundated would definitely be an exaggeration, but I did get some nice messages from you know from lots of people. And I mean, this sometimes is one of the upsides of social media, where a voice or a name from the past reaches out with a little happy birthday um very much appreciated uh, i'm saying this to you know <laughs> to an audience none of whom probably reached out to me on social media um but yeah in any case i do i kind of come back to this idea of or this kind of unfortunate or sad or depressing reality of affordability and i just think the, the you know the basic a basic standard of living should be affordable and sustainable and 
if you're living in a place where you can't say that, where that simply isn't true, uh, where basically the only people who are sort of doing well um, uh, are at the very kind of the top of the tree, financially, economically speaking, socially speaking, um, and for everyone else, it's just this mad, frantic scramble. Um, are people who are massively, massively over-leveraged, massively in debt, uh, can't afford, you know, emergency financial crises. And then you go down further and people are just not living um, a, a quality life at all. Um, and there's just the constant stress of, can we survive? Can we get through? Can we can we can we make it to to next month? And then in Ireland, if you're um, if you're a renter, which I am, which my, my wife and I are and have been all our adult lives, you know, you just have that sort of cloud looming over you all the time. You know, are we going to be able to stay here? Will we have to move out? Will we have to move into a smaller place? Can we afford it? All of that stuff, and it's. Um, you know, in, in if you're in the wrong headspace, that can really, really kind of weigh down on you. Um, I know my wife finds that very difficult a lot of the time. And um, yeah, you know, if you if you think all those years of renting and not securing anything, um, I don't. I guess you know, in your twenties and thirties, you sort of can laugh it off a bit or breeze through it or go no something something's going to happen something's going to change and that is um i don't know i i i don't want to call it magical thinking um but the evidence doesn't really support that i suppose and i was just having a conversation about this to you know with a friend of mine yesterday um like in so many of my contemporaries you know, many of whom didn't go into the arts, some of whom did. Um, you know, a lot of them got onto the housing market via, you know, inheritance or, you know, property being given to them or land being in the family. Um, uh, yeah, and there, don't, don't get me wrong, there are some who just did it the very, convenient, you know, very straightforward, um, normal way, you know, job from a young age mortgage at a relatively young age got on the market early um but you know that's that's a small number uh, you know amongst my kind of peer group so it's um yeah like it's 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 it is interesting um and i sort of okay if i'm gonna if i am guilty of magical thinking i probably do sort of look to the future and going you know something has to change for the better because it's not sustainable for, you know, land and property to just constantly race ahead um, and beyond the reach of, you know, of, of people with very, very kind of, you know, modest means. Um, it's it, like the model is so broken. And I think... You know, if you look at something like the, the, the riots that happened in, in Dublin towards the end of last year, I mean, it's it's connected. It's connected to that as well. You know, the, the kind of the the kind of broiling undercurrent of of dissatisfaction, of, of anger, of frustration, of um, a sense of futility or helplessness, um, you know, that that informs that in, informs an, like a, an energy in a country and makes flashpoints suddenly extremely charged um, and extremely volatile. Uh, and it's, um, yeah, it's, it's it, like that's, that's a concern for, you know, where, where, where a country is going, for where a people are going. And, you know, I have to say, you know, my, my own situation, we're very lucky. We live down in uh, in the countryside. When we moved back from Australia, we moved back close to where I grew up as a kid in lovely rural Wicklow. And, 
again just through some connections we we we, we fluked uh, a rental property that's really beautiful and special and that's why i you know i jokingly refer to this place as hashtag blessed but you know it's not really a joke because i'm aware of other people's situations that are are far less um far less you know lovely and comfortable uh, as ours uh, and, and our place is you know it's, it's 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 not perfect don't get me wrong but um i don't i don't really believe in that concept anyway um anyway anyway listen gratitude was where that started and then it got a bit serious but you know but let's just point that out you know maybe we need to be serious about gratitude and i think like that's a that's that's actually i think that's a good point (laughs) well done me for making the point i'm about to make um i think we do this sort of waiting as in attaching significance and worthiness um to certain areas of our life and certain things we deal with and and struggle with and if i've just spent 10 or 12 minutes talking about economic struggles and social struggles and underlying social frustration and and the the sort of unavailability of affordable living um probably you know you could be stroking your chin and nodding your head and go, hmm, hmm, yes 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 you know but then if i talk about gratitude or if i talk about love or i talk about positivity they can be seen as more more frivolous concerns um or less worthy of serious consideration um because maybe they reflect you know if one is interested in those things or spends a lot of time directing their energy in those things there might be a, an implication of i don't know leisure time <laughs> you know a certain kind of frivolity uh, to life time and space to indulge in you know reflection on these kind of abstract concepts um my argument is no I, I i i reject that idea i reject that undervaluing of these things um and certainly how i think of of wellness and resilience um and healthy survival and healthy endurance which is not the same as striving uh, as as thriving sorry it's not the same as thriving but when i think of those things i think it's really really worth our while to truly kind of honor and embed and internalize our our sort of application to those ideas and our sort of um our own personal weighting of them our own personal um attachment of value to those concepts um i think that if we can do that if we can create that space to 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 attach greater significance or priority to those things and you know that's they're just kind of very broad obvious examples um i think they're really really sustainable and why i think that is because fundamentally i think we are and i mean and i've spoken around this topic before in different ways and leaned into you know particular aspects of it on previous episodes but I think the, the you know the fundamental idea of humans being extremely relational and social um and connection and community oriented 
even if communities no longer resemble what they once did, there's huge value I think people get from strong interpersonal interactions and connections and I think it's very very I think and maybe nowadays it's even more meaningful than it's ever been in the past because we can feel so disconnected because we can feel so removed from uh, a larger connection or a connection to a, a larger group um, because the the striving to survive has dominated so much and because I, I, you know and again this is I, I don't I, I don't want to be you know hysterical or iconoclastic or um, you know too shrill and pearl clutching in you know in 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 the perspective I'm presenting, but the the sort of mass infiltration of the you know the digital age and technology and devices and screens and yes social media the way the technology has been sort of weaponized in a social currency way has broken something in us as people and it's kind of broken our brains in a certain way and we engage with life so much via um you know via media and not in the immediate, in the flesh, in the real world sense. Now, okay, of course you can say, well, no, in my working week, I'm out doing this and I'm not on a screen. A lot of people are on screens in their working lives as well. But the, the, you know, the, the way we just engage with the world at large and the way, yes, the way we are conditioned and catered to by the algorithm um you know our algorithms if you don't want to make it as ominous um as the algorithm um it's it's completely kind of twisting our perceptions and it is curating constantly curating um and sort of siloing the world we see rather than us as individuals curating what we want to see um, or seeking out our own understanding or our own avenues of engagement or our own means of engagement or our education or our connection or whatever it might be Um, um, and you know, maybe you know, maybe if you're, you know, if you're if you're if you're if you're if you're Gen X like I am, um, you know, someone in their whatever your fifties, sixties, older seventies, um, you know, we have we have we have a different relationship to it because we know what the world was like before, and I think the the tentacles of tech haven't gone in as deep as they are doing with you know are we is, is, are we on our second generation of digital natives we must be at this stage like you know kids who grew up with you know with the tech the tech all around them um and now their children um those brains are receiving such you know dramatically different uh, you know, stimuli and input, um, and are being shaped by those experiences, and shaped by that input, and shaped at a very young age by, yeah, what's been presented to them by, um, you know, the big tech companies and uh, streaming services and and 
Google and all the rest. And so to go back to my original point, I think when you can meet someone in the flesh (laughs) and you still know how to engage with another human being and bring real attention to that moment and bring real attention to that engagement and to that other person or those other people um i think people really value it i think it's um it it, it, it's it's of enormous benefit and i think it gives people like a like a health boost emotionally psychologically and i think if you're emotionally and psychologically well your your physical health benefits also um it certainly doesn't hurt it so um and look you know a, a, a case in point i i, I did I, I spoke briefly last week about my uh, i had a 50th party over the, the kind of the christmas break and had a lovely group of people here um and I'll, I'll just repeat what i said last week the you know the response from so many people was god it was just so good to be to be in a you know in a room or a couple of rooms as the case was you know with so many nice people and so many good conversations and you know everyone was you know approachable and open and easy company and able to talk and able to you know have a laugh or strike up a conversation or you know demonstrate their their interest their curiosity their friendship their friendliness their 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 quickness to laugh um and you know amongst my friends very few of my friends bothered to have uh, 50th celebrations um and i i was like no no I, I want to do this i want to kind of you know get people together um because i want their presence <laughs> no i wanted their presence i wanted them to be in attendance um to to you know i wanted to feel the love now that's that that really is it that's what that's what it boils down to um and so i think you know i i I can't see any argument to not continue leaning into those those things i've been talking about you know gratitude um you know connection love positivity positive intention thoughtfulness consideration generosity these you know softer skills the sort of um you know you know more what what what, how, how can we describe them the you know these aspects of human character these aspects of human nature that make us stronger and make us better and make us calmer and more tolerant and more open and more capable um you know i think you know (laughs) we're like plants (laughs) you know we like being spoken to nicely we like receiving you know the love we like receiving good vibes um a little bit of care a little bit of nurturing we like being moved into the sunlight every now and again speaking of which i had to remove i I bought myself a large hoodie um at the weekend Uh, it was very cheap and i just thought that's going to be a very cozy hoodie to have through the winter and i had to take it off before i pressed record because i'm sitting in the window here in the green room and hashtag blessed and the sun was just hit me with some real heat through the window i was out earlier uh just to do a little bit of a little bit of grocery shopping and um i I hurt my back (laughs) not doing anything athletic or strenuous i was trying to reach for a a fresher loaf of bread at the back of the shelf in in the supermarket in good old aldi and you know aldi does this thing it's very you know it's infuriating they put out their their stock and fill the shelf with stock that's going to expire like in two days 
and it's like oh man i know they have even fr- i know they have better stuff you know in the stores in the back um so i often will reach to the back of the shelf in the hope that there's some fresher produce there and yeah in in the process of reaching for the produce um i just felt a little twang in my in my shoulder um upper back shoulder it's like oh, it's been annoying me ever since there you go that's uh, <laughs> that's my life i also went to the sea I, I tried two different beaches this morning and my god yeah that was rough water i wasn't getting into it um but i have managed to have have i managed to have two or three swims since i last spoke i had it was my birthday on sunday and I was determined to to get up early and just have a little time to myself and just put myself through um I mean if I say ritual I'm I'm adding greater significance to it but I did I I you know but that said no I mean maybe that is the right word I really wanted to mark the moment of you know beginning my my 50s and so I was up early, I walked the dog in the dark in the woods and then I drove down to the sea and I did um, some Qigong breathing exercises, the one I do, the one I do most mornings here. And I did them on the shore. It was very, very cold. I had my new hoodie on and I had a, a puffy jacket on top of that. I was very cozy. Um, but the temperature and, and the, you know, the bit of wind was quickly you know taking away my 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 body heat um so i did that and then i just had this fantastic sunrise swim um and it was very cold but my god it was beautiful and like the roads were were frosty heading down to the to the coast i could see the frost sparkling on the on the road in in, you know in my in the headlights of the car uh, no ice, thankfully, but um, a properly, properly cold morning um, and just perfect. I was just so happy. Um, I'd had a lovely afternoon swim the previous day, the last day of my 40s. <laughs> I'm going to come back to that in a second because um, I put something up on, on social media, uh, which I'm going to return to in a moment. But the the birthday swim at sunrise and there was just this low bank of dark cloud on the horizon sitting just above this, the sea and the sun was coming up be, behind it illuminating it um and just kind of you know marking it in stark contrast against the sky um and by the time i got out the sun was right behind those clouds you know a real deep orange reddy orange sun and it looked like the sky was on fire it was just beautiful um and yeah, I, again, I come back to, to gratitude, like going, great, like how lucky am I to have the energy to get my ass out of bed in the middle of winter, take the dog for a walk and get my butt down to the sea and then also have the energy and the sort of, <laughs> the, um, uh, I don't, again, I don't want to overstate it, but you know, there, it's a, there's a psychological hurdle you have to get over to put yourself into cold water um in just your togs and okay i wear two silicon caps that's it um that's my 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 protective layers against the cold um but my god for me the perfect start to the day the perfect start to uh, my 51st year the perfect start to my 50s and um yeah, I, I just have this relationship to the cold weather and when it's, you know, it's dry uh, and cold and fresh, um, I, I love it. It's, 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 for me, it's historical. It's about particularly more as I got older, uh, as an adult, just going, yep, my birthday, get out there in the morning, do something outdoors, put yourself out there, whether it's doing, you know, karate, you know, doing kata, drills, doing tai chi some sort of conditioning and you know in recent years just taking myself and putting myself in the water and swimming um yeah brilliant brilliant and then back home um for a bit of birthday breakfast with my girls and then out for a lovely lunch with my my brother my parents and Kiara and Maeve my wife and daughter 
Um, and it was lovely. It was really nice. That's not always a straightforward proposition with my <laughs> with my family, but it was great. It was a really, really nice lunch. And the more I kind of reflect on it or have reflected on it in the last couple of days, the more perfect it seems. Um, it was really just, yeah, it just hit all the, 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 the right notes. But yeah, anyway, I was going to say, so the previous day, I had a swim on Saturday afternoon. And again, very, very cold, but a lovely day and good conditions. Quite a strong current in the sea, but not not particularly choppy. Um, and I put I a listener, a regular listener to the show. She knows who she is and a, a generous Patreon supporter of the show from uh, from the US. She sent me towards the end of last year uh, a little kind of gift package um, uh, just a sort of a token of I guess appreciation for for what she enjoys on the podcast and also what I do on the the wellness app aura can you feel my aura um, she sent me some Star Wars figures um, because I would have been talking about Star Wars at some point on the podcast and a nice sort of fleece blanket um for uh, you know well for whatever it's been wrapped around me <laughs> it's been wrapped around guests it's been put on the couch it is being used i can assure you so um i had a luke skywalker figure from it would have been from the empire strikes back he's in his khakis and um it, i had him in my car i don't know why he ended up in my car it might have been my daughter maybe i brought him so anyway, I just took a couple of photographs of Luke Skywalker just sitting on the dash of my car, looking out the window at the sun over the sea. And, you know, he, he, again, it was just this kind of lovely sort of, I just, I put up three shots, just slightly different angles. So we're, it's, it's, it's as if we were getting a little story of Luke Skywalker contemplating, you know, life, contemplating the horizon, wondering where his Jedi path will lead him. And finishing with him silhouetted looking into the sun um i <laughs> really nice little shots and i included a couple of photographs of myself and just was commenting yeah it's the last day of my 40s and i'm not a jedi like luke skywalker but i have some moves and i just wrote a few things trying to trying to just acknowledge the moment and acknowledge where i've arrived at this point in my on my journey um and that was fine i was kind of just i was trying to follow a positive a positive impulse and that is definitely something i have incorporated more and more into my life over the last i don't know 10 years or more just not to question uh, or try to second guess positive impulses um so whether that's just you know reaching out to a friend or doing something nice for someone or you know whatever it's you know you, you can decide what that looks like for yourself um but often that's that is what it was for me you know positive impulses of just you know particularly in australia maybe thinking about family members or friends back in ireland and you know reflecting on something having a positive impulse to sort of reach out to them with a nice you know a nice uh memory or a nice thought and um it's a very easy thing to give um it doesn't cost anything and you know it just could land in a very nice place for the person who's on the other end of it um and you know why 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 would you not do it fear of being you know fear of embarrassment fear of um being you know humiliated or, or rejected in some way um you know fear of it not being reciprocated but that's that's not the goal you're not looking for well i'm not looking for reciprocation um just follow a positive impulse and that can be its own it, that can be its own little um you know you know sustain you know self-sustaining thing and and like a lot of things we do in life it gets easier the more you do it i think we're you know we're we're, we're very good at teaching ourselves things we're very good at conditioning ourselves into new habits and routines if the desire is there if the will is there um 
so yeah so for me i i probably i probably you know my, my cynicism around social media means i i don't do a lot of that i tend to kind of under utilize it in that way i i, I you know a lot of my social media is just hey i, I went for a swim there's the beach there's the water because that's nice and obviously trying to just go here new, there's a new episode of the podcast out occasionally some other stuff but um social media land is not where i live my life and you know what i do here on the podcast like that this is a public space i and i this is where i i do like to kind of just reflect on things and share things and go deep on things and that obviously started with the the blog um 11 years ago where i you know i wrote frequently about my interior life and just generally kind of wrote about emotional and psychological well-being and trying to work out how to live life and cope with you know all the challenges that are out there um in, you know in, in various forms um but in any case with this this social media post i put up with the luke skywalker photos um yeah i was i was following a positive impulse just to sort of acknowledge and express uh you know the positivity that i was feeling in that moment to just acknowledge what um what i have in my life um and that's fine and you know grant there was you know, again some nice responses from people but it was only afterwards i was thinking um luke skywalker <laughs> now i've spoken about this before it may even have been an episode last year I've spoken about this idea, you know, I, I, I've said, you know, I, I kind of examined my relationship to Star Wars because, of course, I'm the perfect generation, the perfect age who kind of grew up with Star Wars. I was a kid, you know, when the first Star Wars movies came out and I was a massive fan. I really, really, really loved them. And I I loved Han Solo particularly, uh, and, but I really loved Luke Skywalker as well. And I recognise them as two very distinct characters, two very distinct paths. And, you know, Harrison Ford, like as Han Solo, was, you know, instantly the the more seductive character. Like he was the, you know, the rogue, the rapscallion, the, you know, the, the, the marauder, um you know kind of devil may care the you know does all you know all these kind of ticking all these boxes of the you know the the, the cheeky uh hero or even anti-hero and you know getting harrison ford as, as a young man enormously charming i became and have remained a fan for life in spite of a lot of mediocre movies uh, he, he did, um, you know, post all of that, post and Solo, post Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, but Luke Skywalker's journey always resonated very deeply with me. Um, and, you know, my, my, my disclaimer here, which I, which I gave when I looked at this, maybe I, I think I talked about this in an episode last year. My disclaimer regard, you know, around Star Wars the you know, Star Wars culture is that I never felt I crossed over into sci-fi nerd territory. And I'm not saying that to throw shade on nerds <laughs> or super fans or sci-fi fanatics of nothing but love, of nothing but love for you know you guys, you guys and girls. Um but I was a fan and you know, I'm still a fan of those, for particularly the first three movies. But I'm not going to get excited about Star Wars, you know, at this stage of my life. Uh, even though we went to that concert two years ago with the Star Wars music and I, I was moved to tears <laughs> by, by hearing that music uh, played by the, you know, the, the, the orchestra in the National Concert Hall in Dublin. being And the conductor came out in a Darth Vader, full Darth Vader uniform and you know played the main theme and i could have just <laughs> i really could have wept openly I, I tried to kind of keep it together i mean my wife knew but um you know that's just such an immersion in 
oh, I don't know. It, it, it's the collective experience. It's the collective experience. Being in a room with other people and tapping into the the excitement and the 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 energy and feeling the the relationship to to the thing um, is yeah. It's if you're open to it and if you know, you're sensitive to it, it is powerful. It is powerful stuff. But um, in any case, yeah. So again, my disclaimer is, you know, I'm not sitting here, you know, with any ability to take you through the lore of of Star Wars, the Star Wars world, the Star Wars universe uh, as created and devised and concocted by, you know, George Lucas, which was, you know, like a, a kind of a, a genius achievement. I think anyone who builds a successful, sustainable fictional world you know, it, it's it's a masterstroke of creativity. And you think of Tolkien and you think of George Lucas, um, and you, you know, probably include uh, J.K. Rowling and, uh, you know, the Harry Potter world. It, you know, brilliant C.S. Lewis and Narnia. They're great, great achievements. And there's probably loads more, um, you know, with, with which I'm not familiar that I haven't mentioned. But, yeah, Luke Skywalker and the the Jedi journey and going from, you know, callow youth with the sort of, uh, you know, the, the, the purity of heart, the idealism, the purity of intent and, you know, touched by tragedy, touched by trauma, but goes on the journey um, of, of, of the disciple um, and, you know, realises he has a special gift and goes on that journey from being so sort of young and so much the kid and being patronized through most of the first movie and then begins his apprenticeship into the world of the Jedi Knights uh, under the tutelage of Yoda, the Jedi Master in The Empire Strikes Back. And a huge part of that maturation journey is to face his own fears and face his demons and you know Darth Vader is the demon he must overcome and he doesn't realize it of course at that stage that spoiler alert for uh, a movie that's over 40 years old but Darth Vader is his father um the fear, the fear of the dark father the fear of the malign father um and then and that's all well and good and Empire Strikes Back is I think probably the high point of the Star Wars movies in terms of kind of you know a dramatic arc and what has to be faced and Han Solo being frozen at the end of it um, and all of that and you know some really dark elements in that particular chapter of the story but I remember the thrill that I felt at the beginning of Return of the Jedi when Luke Skywalker approaches the kind of compound enclave of Jabba the Hutt um, the kind of the arch villain the slug villain of the piece in whose hands uh, lies the you know carbon frozen Han Solo and Luke Skywalker rocks up on foot to lead the rescue mission and just seeing him come up and meeting him in the movie there and he has his hood his hooded cloak on and we just start to get this sense of he's arrived. Luke Skywalker has got there. He is a Jedi now. This is not the Luke Skywalker of Empire Strikes Back. It's not the Luke Skywalker of Star Wars. He is now a badass. And he just exudes cool, calm, confidence. He's a killer. But he's like Zen killer um and as a kid i very much enjoyed then the rest of that movie the, the return of the jedi does not stand up well it does not age well the rescue mission is is probably the, the best sequence in the movie okay arguably the you know the big kind of denouement at the end where uh darth vader luke skywalker and the emperor end up in a you know in a battle uh you know the, the dark the dark side of the force um against the 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 other side of the force and um yeah of course ends with the the the, the ultimate 
the ultimate sort of um, payoff of you know Darth Vader rescuing, saving Luke Skywalker and tackling the Emperor himself and paying the ultimate price. But the, you know the movie itself it really isn't isn't great, and Han Solo is kind of thrown aside, um, just like this kind of romantic love interest who sticks his head up every now and again to furrow his brow and say something funny or you know look wounded emotionally um but the point being to go back to me sticking up the photos of the luke skywalker figure on the dash of my car looking at the sun i was just going hold on (laughs) did luke skywalker have a much bigger effect on me than i realized because you know you, you turn 50 and people are going oh well how does it feel you know what are your thoughts you know 50 you know it's a big age it's you know it's the classic midlife crisis age and my own i haven't really gone deep on 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 this yet myself um and maybe and, and that's not that's not a reflection of denial that's a reflection of maybe I'm pretty comfortable with where I'm at in myself at this point in my life. I do want to kind of really consider it um, to see if there's something worth saying about it. But my, you know, my my initial thoughts, and you know, having said it, this, you know, earlier in this episode that you know, materially, um, you know, I, I'm not a successful person. Um, that that is just the simple truth of my life and I know the reasons for that um, and it's choices I made and it's you know paths that I wasn't interested in in taking and they're they're you know primarily they're the reasons it's it's my own personality and my own leanings and inclinations never pushed me towards that type of success um you know, and in, and, in, oh, and in a lot of things I've done, <laughs> which potentially could have led to a successful life materially. I, I wasn't successful, you know, thinking of acting particularly. But um, I more and more I have felt in my life, and maybe this has been consolidated over the years of writing about well-being and now the last couple of years of doing the podcast, and my my sort of obsession with interiority, the internal life, the examined life, a life of thought and reflection and consideration. My my conviction is that to make oneself solid internally is to you know is is to to is to reach. Or, or to possess real strength, um, internal strength that allows one to present something very reliable and dependable to the world. Um, and it's honorable. And I'm very interested in that idea of conducting oneself in an honourable way. And that's my, that is often my measure of, you know, of success in a person. It's like, I don't care about what you do. I don't care about your, you know, your your title, your role, your job. Um, I don't care about what you have what I'm really interested in is how you behave and how you conduct yourself in life and how you treat other people and how you treat me. Um, and my own orientation in life and how I conduct myself and what I present, it's so, so tightly tethered to that idea like I, I adhere to that with you know almost kind of you know monkish dedication and I try to internalize it it's not about you know it's not about 
performing it it's not about putting it out there in you know a really demonstrative obvious ostentatious way it's just about entering the room with a certain energy um and a, a sort of a calmness that is attached to humility um and openness to whatever's in the room um and the room is a metaphor <laughs> so but yeah so what i was thinking was you know okay is you know was i without realizing it was i really shaped by the kind of the what it what is fundamentally in, in, in the Star Wars movies, what is fundamentally a martial arts, um, it's a martial arts frame, it's a martial arts kind of warrior code. It's the highly weaponized protagonist who is a person of peace and stability and balance, but is, you know, it, it is lethal. Um, now, you know, just let me spell it out for you. I do not see myself <laughs> as lethal, but of course I do have my, you know, my long history in martial arts. I have some skills in, and some skill in that world, in that area. I applied myself pretty diligently for many, many years. It's not as front and center in my life as it once was but you know i'm still teaching some classes and i still do my own practice and i do have one little ritual i want to observe um at some point over the next few weeks um and it is about karate and it is about my own practice um i'm just going to give myself a bit of a, a challenge to do something in that area um but it's you know, it, it's not unconnected. That's not unconnected to the the prototype um, that was laid out for me as a kid watching Luke Skywalker learn about his inherent inherent ability, his inherent kind of gift, and becoming the the solo warrior in the world of of chaos, in the world of high stakes, where forces of darkness were trying to take over everything and if i find myself now you know as a 50 year old um of no means there's a you know there's a humility attached to that it's not accidental um and you know, and that's a, di- that's a different way to spin it and i mean you know other people might go for feck's sake just get your arse out of that chair get off that mic and go and get yourself a salaried position somewhere and you know stop all this kind of fine talk <laughs> because there's bills to be paid hippie um you know I, I i i'm aware of that you know being a reality as well but um realistically speaking i you know i'm sticking to my guns i'm i'm working on something here i'm working on myself and I am trying to, you know, I'm trying to live what I talk about. And, you know, if, you know, if this is, if, if, if this is the only thing you know me by, I, I have no hesitation to, to argue my case and go, you go back and listen to every episode I've done. You will find the connective tissue and the connective tissue is the removal of ego and the connective tissue is the presentation of an honestly, you know, certainly the intention of living an honest, authentic life and being honest and authentic about that effort and about the, you know, the the, the, the failures, about the little successes, um, about the ups and downs of that. And that's why I call this, this you know, the subtitle of the pod is Wellness with Attitude. The attitude is meant to represent a constant calling of bullshit on the overly curated, 
overly presented, overly perfected, overly aestheticized version of wellness that thrives in the online space. Um, I kind of detest it. <laughs> and I go, I don't buy it. It seems so phony. And so many people are out there saying lovely things and looking lovely. And um, I'm just like, eh, okay, yeah, great. But is it sustainable? You know, it's 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 just too perfect. Um, so yeah, so this is my this is my Jedi walk. Okay, I don't know what my lightsaber is. Such a phallic thing, of course. Is is the mic my lightsaber? <laughs> Are my thoughts my lightsaber? The uh, that's the weapon of choice if you're uninitiated to the world of Star Wars. Uh, the weapon of choice of Jedi knights. Um. Yeah. So look, I think. Um, like if i didn't successfully complete that thought the i think i did though didn't i i mean that's where i'm at i'm like okay here i am i've reached this age on on one level i may not have a a lot to show for myself um but on another level i am deeply I don't want to say satisfied, but I'm very cool with myself. I'm very at ease with myself. And more than ever in my life, I feel real confidence in what I'm good at and what I can do and what I can offer both to myself and to, you know, to others, whether that's people really close to me and... And there's no one closer to me than, you know, my wife and daughter. And I will never not be grateful for them um, and what they do for me. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, things could be so much worse. <laughs> so, you know, the, 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 the glass is half full. That's it. That's that is absolutely my core wiring is the glass is half full. Like I'm not a I'm not a, a hyper optimist by any means. Um but I don't spend too much time thinking about what I don't have. I I like seeing what I do have and just going, well that's not bad. And if that's all I can say, having reached this this milestone, um I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Okay, so I'm going to leave it there. I there were other things I thought I was going to talk about today, but I've just reached the hour mark, so I think that's a just. That's, I think I'll just knock it on the head there. Um, there were some omissions from my movie or watching review, uh, my content consumption review of last year. Um, I was going to mention them. I was going to talk about another couple of movies that I've seen, but look, that can wait till next week. Um. Yeah, so I think I'll just leave it there. Um, if you're someone who is interested in, you know, in in wellness and interested in mindfulness and interested in breath work, and you are someone who might be in the Dublin area, I will be continuing. I'll be resuming, restarting my my mindfulness class at at Camerino Bakery in Emma. If not next wednesday which would be the oops the 17th um if not next wednesday the following wednesday the 24th but i'll I'll put stuff up on social media and that's the receptive mind mindfulness class um i'll 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 keep you up to up to speed on that but um until then um yeah just take it easy be kind to yourself for god's sake you know there's enough stuff to make you feel bad about yourself uh be kind to yourself um you know just give yourself a little mind mind yourself and i hope some of what i share today is of of comfort to you um or you know something that chimes with you and makes you go you know what yeah things aren't so bad um i've got some resources i've got some things going on um and i think the you know ultimately yeah we can talk about you know achievements in life 
um but it's i think you know the, the quality of the person you are is what speaks loudest at the um at the end of the day and um that's yeah the, I, I don't know i like i think there's a there's a there's a there can be a, a depth to that um that has more meaning and more impact than you you may you may realize or understand um yeah so many other things i was going to touch on some very yeah one particularly interesting thing but i think i'll save that for next week okay i'm gone listen you can find me on social media uh if you if you haven't go and look at those luke skywalker photos on my uh, instagram page the clear out podcast i'm on youtube uh, i'm on facebook um i've kind of stopped using twitter slash x because i just i think it's such a vile place to spend time i just despise it um but uh, you can also you can also throw me some love on if not on social media with just general reviews likes comments you can rate um yeah share all of that helps the podcast grow um and then if you want to support it by putting your hand your hand in your pocket your love at the foca that's irish for overseas listeners um you can support me on patreon using the patreon link patreon.com forward slash the clear out and i'd be genuinely grateful for anything you could give but otherwise just the usual the usual channels to to say nice things okay that's it i'm gone thank you so much for listening and i'll be back with something else next week all the best take care bye